You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 162, recorded January 26th, 2023. The topic for this episode is Vow of the Disciple Raid Armor, Part 3. Oh, that's a lot of words. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Hello. Yeah, it's a lot of words. Yeah, that is just the longest topic ever, I think, that we've ever had. Um, I have some podcast info for you. We encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's orchid, or you can tweet at elemist at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram at Guardians of Flore, or it's Guardians of Lore. Uh, you can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. You can also find us in our Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub, or you can actually just find a link down in the description for this episode. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit our Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we very much appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You can also find our info on thelortnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. I didn't check, but I'm assuming we're still there. I checked last time. No, oh, well then you should check again this time, because I still didn't check, but I'm just assuming. I thought we swapped jobs every now and then. Like, God. Oh, oh, shit. You didn't tell me that. I didn't check. It was an implied rule. <laughs> you can't just assume that I know these things. Are you fucking kidding me? Must I do everything? <sighs> Fine. I'll be the one to say it. We are still there. Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Not to, I have driven a Grand Prix race distance today. And I will do so again. Another two days in a row because I have no internet. God damn it. Uh, this week at Guardians of Lore, the toggle. Destiny apocalypse was upon us. Yo, oh my God. It was a cold, dark winter. <laughs> and it was mostly just cold and dark here. I didn't want to go outside, so I was ready to boot up my favorite game to hate Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing happened because Destiny servers were down. <laughs> People were losing their triumphs. Yeah. They were losing their seals. Characters are being deleted. That actually only happened to like one person. <laughs> they fixed that. It was fine. But people were losing their seals. People were losing their triumphs. 
I I had a clan mate who had the actual like emblem for you know solo flawless dungeon runs. Like he had all the emblems equipped, but the seal or the the triumphs were like, hey, you haven't earned this yet. And he was like, That's what the hell? Wild. That's wild. Yeah. So people are like, what happened? And Destiny's like, hold on. We're checking this. Oh, my God. And so they shut all the servers down, like shut them down hard. And then no one could get online. They like rolled everyone's accounts back and they were down for like over a day. And so everyone's yep. freaking out. They're like, we can't play Destiny. What are we going to do? And everyone's like, go touch some fucking grass. Play another game. You know, <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> there are other things to do. Like, the Res has been playing Banished, which is, I guess, like a, a world building game where you, like, make towns and, like, trade stuff. Oh. With, like, other towns. It's like a cute little game. It's kind of fun. It's kind of like... um. I don't know another world building game that's like a top down world building game, but it's like super cheap on like Sim City, kind of like that, but like old timey. Okay, it's cheap though on Steam, like it's or Civilization. Yeah, it's like Civ kind of, but you can't you can't like uh, you can't have Gandhi nuke you, so <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, so we played other games. I played Tunic, my little cute fox game. So there's other stuff to do. Play other games. It was fine. They fixed it. So they just rolled everyone's accounts back. Yeah, uh, I think they rolled it back to like 8.20 a.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific. Uh, so like there's a, a two or three hour period that if anybody got anything, they they lost it. Yeah. Yeah, it was they rolled it back like three hours or something from like 11 yeah. to 8. Which to a lot of people doesn't sound all that bad. But No, but if you raided, though, you lost everything from the raid you did. They did refund any purchases you made. So if you purchased silver or bright dust or anything like that, they refunded it. <laughs> so I feel bad for the people who ended up getting the cowboy hats during that time. Oh my god, and then you lost your cowboy hat. I would be so mad. Right. Uh, anyway, there has been other stuff in Destiny. Now that Destiny Apocalypse has ended, no more blues. Yes! It's finally happened. Everyone celebrate. No more blues. We went through this in Destiny 1 with no more blues. We're finally going through it again in Destiny 2. Yeah, they're still dropping, but no more blues, everybody. Yeah. I'm very excited because I'm really tired of having like golf balls not in my postmaster anymore because right. too many blues drop. Right. What's that about? <laughs> right. Like it, they, they won't increase the amount of golf balls and, and glow sticks that we can carry. So like we have to to stockpile them all in the freaking postmaster on each character so like it it do away with the blues that are causing us to lose them i have 5 golf balls and like 18 glow sticks right now in my postmaster that i can't do anything with so i've started to um to like 
do the whole like, oh, I guess I need to masterwork some exotics again so I can hold on to them. Cool. So yeah, I, getting those Aeon Swifts out. <laughs> so except that those are actually them. good now. Uh, I have so many. <laughs> they are they are so good right now. They're not. I don't like them. There are for warlocks. There are better exotics. Well, no, 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 no. So like, they are good in a team sense because they. But I don't like people. That makes sense. Yeah. That that makes sense. <laughs> um, but no, like that exotic. Like it, one of the perks is that you can finish a, a yellow Heavy finisher. Yeah. Well, like you, you finish a yellow bar and you drop heavy for your teammates. Yeah, it's true. So like they are good now. It's just not on an individual basis. It's team wide. Mm hmm. Yeah. So pick a different exotic. No, I'm still going to stick with the best exotic, uh, which is Winter's Guile, which allows me to just keep on punching as a warlock. <laughs> Lol. Just let me stack that punching. I was told by my warlock friend Synopsis that I can't warlock anymore because I had the most melee kills out of our entire raid group. <laughs> oh, Synopsis. I love him so much. I haven't talked to him in ages. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have a new loadout system. Yes. It is starting with next season. Um, it's going to be based on your guardian rank. And you're going to have 10 different loadouts, potentially. It's going to be a lot like Dim, where you can just set a loadout. And you'll be able to share it with other guardians, potentially. So I can see it being really good for people on console. And for content creators who want to be like, hey check out my loadout of the week and then they can just share it and then you can download it potentially maybe or for people who aren't good at loadouts and then you can you know share it with your friends in game or at least like screenshot it and then share it i think you can just share it in the game like you can literally be like check out my loadouts like i i haven't looked too much into the loadout portion of it like, I know that we'll we'll start out with like three or four loadouts and we'll earn more. According to the the way I understood it is that most people are going to start at Guardian rank six. The thing I wish is that they would tell us more about this Guardian rank system, because there's nothing I hate more than going into a season blind when it comes to being inundated with busy work. From what it looked like, it was going to be tied to like triumphs. Yeah, it was going to be tied to like, do you know how to do Grandmaster Nightfalls? Do you know how to do like, yeah, Master Nightfalls? How many like champions have you killed? Like, have you played a bunch of Gambit? And like, can you run five strikes? Yeah. Yeah, but it's bullshit like that. And it's like, OK, if I have to do that to unlock a bunch of like loadouts, I'm just going to keep using dim. And, and I think that's why they were like, oh, hey, if you previously, you know, actually played the game, you're going to probably start out at rank six. 
and I think it goes up to like 10 ranks. It goes up to 10 ranks. And I think that's like, hey, have you run a raid? Yeah. I think raid is rank 10 or Grandmaster Nightfall or Trials or something. It's going to be stuff like that. It's going to be like the upper, upper ranks. And I don't like stuff like this. I don't like big changes like this. And I know it's a part of like ASD and like me not liking changes, but having this many changes and then a whole new year on top of that and like knowing dim won't work the first day and having all of this and having like all of those problems on top of it and knowing that I'm going to have to make sure that I have all the weapons that I want to use on my character. Yeah. And all of the armor for all of the current loadouts that I currently use because they're like, oh yeah, all of your shit is not going to work because like there are mods going away. Like higher energy fire is not going to exist anymore. War mine cells not going to exist anymore. Like the way that certain mods work now aren't going to exist anymore. So everything that you know about the loadouts that you currently have, like I have over 20 loadouts saved to dim. None of that's going to fucking work on the first day. And I am going to lose my mind. Like I'm just going to sit here and scream at destiny. And that's not a good way for me to want to play the game. And I think that's, that's part of the issue. Like neurodivergent people like me, like I'm already like anxious right now just talking about it. <laughs> like that on top of like me having to be super careful because I'm so photosensitive that like I have to be careful anyway and seeing like their colorways and like their photos and like everything that I've seen from the game from their previews. I'm not looking forward to it like I thought I would. And this is just like another thing that makes me not excited about it. And see, on my end, I'm excited about the loadout system. I'm neutral about the mods. Um, and a lot of that is because they're doing away with the actual element on the armor itself. So you're literally grinding it for stats, not for affinity or anything. I am happy about that. I wish they would have done that way sooner. Yeah. But like, they had mods tied to the specific affinity. So like, I understand why they're doing all of that at once. At the same time, I wish they would have done baby steps into doing this. Maybe do the guardian rank system at a different time and do the mods first and then the guardian rank system. And then like change the UI at a different time. It's they're doing everything at the same time and also having a whole new everything. And I'm like, that's too much for me. I can't. I'm sorry. And I know that's like my own deal. It's going to be like playing a brand new game that you've played for eight years. Yeah, I know. But if like if I just don't like it, I'm not going to want to play it. Like I'll still do lore for it. I'll still like read the lore, but I'm not going to want to play it because if there's something I don't like, it will it will immediately automatically turn me off and I will viscerally just not want to play it. Stuff like that will just. No, I, I can understand that. And I mean, you got to do what's right for you. It's it's weird shit like that. I don't know why, but anyway, neurodivergence, man, I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, starting next week, the weekly deep sight weapon that you can focus at the seasonal vendors. And this is going to be for all seasonal vendors. It'll be adjusted to daily for the rest of the season. Thank God. Right. It should have been like that ages ago. But, you know, whatever. Um, also, they did up the number of patterns that drop in raids, but that also should have been ages ago. Yeah, but those patterns aren't going anywhere. Yeah, but at the same time, it felt really bad to run a raid and not get any patterns. Ever. Oh, absolutely. Like, I 100% agree with you there. So. But I'm also looking at FOMO. We had, God, what was it? Like eight or nine weapons dropped this season. And um, yeah. And at this point, like I, I think I've gotten one pattern completed. I got my, uh, my SMG completed and my uh, glaive and that's it. Yeah. That glaive drops everywhere. I know that's why that was like the first one I got done because the glaive was like so pro like prominent and everything else. I'm just like, I don't have it. I've gotten the pulse rifle, like the one that we got immediately, mm -hmm. like from the first drop of the season. I have not gotten it since. Oh, and see, that's the first one that I actually got finished. Really? Yeah. I have not gotten it since. The only one I've gotten has been like the one that we that was like the gimme. Jeez. It has not dropped for me again. And that like the role that they gave us like wasn't even that good of a role. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh Ada One is getting changed again because they can't let go of her. <laughs> I hate this change. Uh <laughs> 801 just go away if you're not gonna make a forge out of yourself god like they've they've relegated this this character who was all about like crafting weapons and being kind of a badass about it god she's such a badass she's like i hate guardians i just make guns all day <laughs> right and now she's and like now she's like i make them pretty and now she's like I'm just going to give you shaders now. <laughs> I'm shade of one. <laughs> oh, I hate everything. <laughs> like I like the pun, <laughs> but I hate what it represents. Uh, they are. I mean, like she's going to give you if you don't have like what is a there's a bunch of good like blue it, shader she's going to give. <laughs> well, so so from what it looked like, it's going to be all of the destination shaders right um the warmind shaders the curse of osiris mm -hmm. shaders and it looked like um it looked like the forge shaders too yes the forge the the black armory, black shaders. armory shaders yeah so like if that was the only thing preventing anybody from actually finishing off blacksmith congrats yeah like me. <sighs> Needs. So, Umbral Engrams are going away. Cool. Yes. They were neat for a year. Um, I wish we had a, uh, the talkative Uncle Trash Can, but we didn't. 
Drifter trash can never came back for Umbral and Grams that said yum 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 and I'm really sad about that. And then they took away our hot tub and I'm double sad about that. We just need to get Rindle to record yum yum yum. Oh, he has for me. Don't worry. I have it on my computer. And you haven't shared it? No, that's for me. I play it every night before I go to sleep. Bitch. Yeah, it's just yum 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 yum. That's all I hear. Every night. Asshole. It's not. He. Yeah, I know. No. I actually have Zavala reading me Goodnight Moon. It's pretty great. So we're getting rid of those. We have new economies for Angry I'm Focusing, and it's per vendor. That's the whole thing. You can go read that. There's a link for it in the TWAB. It's complicated. Just go read that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I care more about beetles versus spiders. Who are you voting for, Elmas? And I know you're terrified of spiders. So are you voting for beetles? Honestly, I haven't decided yet. What? I cannot see you voting for spiders because you don't even like spiders. I don't, but there are certain parts of the Titan spider armor that like with the right shader could look really awesome. Hmm. They did change it this year. So they're going to send an email out and say like whatever your main is, that's who you're voting for. So like warlocks could have beetles and hunters could have beetles, but Titans could have spiders. Like, it could be wild. Like I'm actually hoping that Warlock gets beetles. That's because the Warlock spider outfit is so ugly. So ugly. That wasn't my reason. Why? Warlock beetle looks like Lord Zed. Warlock beetle is just shiny. Like, the helmet looks like Lord Zed, and it's... I like it. I didn't know that. I just thought it looked shiny. And for those who aren't the, the level of nerd that I am, Lord Zed was a villain on Power Rangers. I know who Lord Zed is. Hey, we have a ton of like regular people who listen, I think. That's true. <laughs> uh... Then we got some younger people. So like, That's, yeah, I'm explaining. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But um, so everyone will have to look for that email. Make sure you get emails from Bungie to be able to vote for the outfit for Festival of the Lost because everyone wants to vote for Festival of the Lost, I'm assuming. I don't think I'm going to buy any of the outfits, though, because like they're kind of ugly, but Bungie will probably change them by the time they actually come out because they always do so. Well, and especially since this is just a concept mock-up. Yeah. Like, it, it's going to change at least a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, last one. So I saw this on Twitter, and I thought it was really interesting. So Destiny talked to PC Gamer, and they did, like, a little bit of an interview, and Siva actually came up. And I saw this on Destiny Bolton. So just like popped up. So they talked about Siva having been part of the conversation narratively whenever the war mind is involved. But the quote 
said, we talk about it, we kick it around. Ultimately, I think Siva is a story that was told in Rise of Iron and was finalized in Rise of Iron. And we definitely have people in the studio who want to do things with older elements of Destiny. And whenever we find an opportunity to bring them in that makes sense, we do our best to make sure it happens. I think Siva, while it's cool, it would be looking backwards. And we were trying to build up to Neomuna and Lightfall and making sure that that story had room to breathe and has room to flourish before players set foot onto that new destination. So I thought that was really interesting. No, that, that makes sense. And yeah. I don't see them completely forgetting about Siva mm -hmm. from a lore standpoint. Like ever since Rise of Iron, we've gotten little snippets in random lore tabs or entries that reference Siva. So like yeah. it's still going to be in the background of the background in universe. It's just it's not going to be the main narrative or a major plot. Like right. it's, it's just going to be a small detail of like, oh, hey, Siva was a thing. Mm hmm. So now this big thing. I mean, I have gone back and played Rise of Iron like since having played Destiny 2. And I think it's one of the more and I've talked about it on this podcast uh, like two years ago, I think maybe a year and a half ago. But it is a really, really good story. Oh, it is. And it's one of the more I think one of the more moving stories. I think it was better honestly like to me i think it was better than the taking king um just because like it was to me like more emotional yes and it hit all of those notes because it was it it was just like so shocking to see like all these characters die like straight up die and it, they were like really big visuals and you see all these things that are just like very like intrinsically destiny war minds and alien tech and stuff. And like, while I get that, like the hive and the taken are very destiny, but Siva is so destiny. Absolutely. You know, like when I think of destiny, I think of war minds and Siva and stuff like that. Like to me, that's destiny and like Rasputin. Yeah. And Felwinter, like that's destiny to me. And um, them not bringing it back makes sense. But Rise of Iron really was like a very complete story. And I think that's why I really liked it, because it really was like a beginning to end. Really good story. And they keep bringing it back. I mean, like they told more Felwinter's story later. Yeah. Exactly. They finished his story. And, and, and that's exactly where I, what I was getting at. Like, it's not. Siva itself is never going to be the main front piece anymore. Right. But there's still going to be remnants that are going to be talked about, like with Felwinter's story. Mm -hmm. And and that was, you know, during Season of the Worthy or the Felwinter story that we got this season. Now, a couple things I am upset about is that, like, they haven't... um. Like when they opened up the Cosmodrome, they didn't leave it all fucked up like they did after Rise of Iron because they could have left it like full of Siva. Yeah. 
and they should have left it full of Siva. Yeah. But they didn't. So I think that was wrong because they could have left the plague lands like the area towards the plague lands like fucked up from Siva. And they could have left um, like the Devil's Lair strike. Oh, absolutely. They could have left that Siva fight and they didn't. And I think they should have. Because when you run that in Destiny 1, like it is full of Siva. But now now that brings up the, the point. Like if they were to bring back some of the old content, like Wrath of the Machine. Okay. Like I think they said that they're not going to. I'd, I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I think they're not going to. And and like this was uh, uh, in relation to like a discussion that we had in Lore Hub. But like if they were to bring back Wrath of the Machine, they would have to create all new assets. They would have to create, you know, new ways that the enemy would or tweak the ways that enemies would interact and work with with the players, with environment, guns, all that kind of stuff, because the splicers from Rise of Iron were different than regular Elixney. Yeah, they're they were spicy Daves. Right. So like it would feel like a waste of resources from a business standpoint to put all that work in for something that like five percent of the population is actually gonna see. Yeah, because they're different. They move differently. Like the or spicy dugs. Like the spicy dugs like actually have different movements than like the normal dugs. Yeah. So yeah. No idea which one is dug, but yeah. The spicy dregs. Okay. Yeah. So the splicer dregs like actually have different movement. If you watch them when you play it. Like, if you go back and you load into Wrath of the Machine, like, they have different movements than normal dregs well, and, do. And, and when you when you killed one of them, like, if you mm-hmm. killed them via a precision kill, like, yeah, there would be a, a small cloud of SIVA mites that would come at you. Yeah. Like, they would have to program that into the game. Yeah. And with everything the way it is now, like, all that particle effects would be way more. Right. They have to up they have to like res all of that up. And also the lighting is so much harder now. They have to like make they have to HD all of that. Like Right. Can you imagine? That's so much work. Because at this point, that was a five year old yeah. asset. Like mm-hmm. it that was the expansion that they that Bungie was like, oh hey, we're moving away from old gen you know xbox 360 yeah so like i i just as much as it would be like my personal favorite to see come back i it's not reasonable to expect it Hmm. i just think it's too much work for them right and the siva story is cool but i mean like they said it's it's already been told. It's, it's in the past. It's already been told. And I mean, I love Siva. I do. But new stuff, future stuff, Niamuna stuff, you know, stuff like that. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to end up getting a, a lore tab somewhere saying how, you know, the colony on uh, Neoluna, Neomuna. Mm hmm was originally created by Siva. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm pretty sure we're going to find some lore tab somewhere saying that. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's still going to be referenced. It's still going to be in the furthest background, but it's it's still going to be there. Mm hmm. Oh, I guess. um, Lore Network ad. Sounds good to me. The Lore Network. Even in the darkest of places, the light will always find a way through. If you're like me, then perhaps you're looking for a more in-depth conversation about Destiny lore. Welcome back, Guardians. My name is Samlab, and I craft bite-sized cinematic lore videos. So join me each week as I journey through some of Destiny's greatest mysteries. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Samlab. Stay safe and Godspeed. How how was that Lord ever cat? I want to come up with something snazzy, like, but I I just I can't. I can't either. Um, here's a brief intro good. into the topic. Uh, each armor set is a different story. Uh, the armor is obtained from the vow of the disciple raid. Ada. Uh, um, for the first part, uh, and the second part, go back and listen to episode one fifty seven and one sixty one. Um, this is Rolk's thoughts on Sabathun and the Hive. Would you like to read the first one? Absolutely. Oh, as I punch my microphone stand to get my pinky caught in it. Oh my God. That hurt. God, so violent. Yeah. I okay. mean, what better character to read about? Than Rolk being violent to my pinkies. Okay. All right, so this first entry is the Resonant Fury Cowl. And the flavor text reads, I see the task before me. I wear it with devotion. She was a frog in my estimation, small and colorful, but toxic to touch. In your infinite wisdom, you looked beyond the worm I brought you to the least of the leeches that infested fundament. Shaving thin my gift, you infected them with conquest. And now they see themselves as artisans of the final shape. My place is not to understand you, my witness, but to serve that final goal you see more clearly than I. But now your gold leaf parasites call themselves gods and carve out their divine homes. And I am to watch the sniveling frog. Was this castigation? The toll I pay for my failure with the Oslid? You have cast me and my ego once more into the cold depths of an inconsequential world. I recall stepping into her realm and her face twisted to betray restrained delight. She thought herself mistress of this domain you leased her. She did not, could not, appreciate the precarity of her situation. So sure of her dominion, she could not recognize her jailer, 
or that she lives within a prison formed from her own ego. One I will put to work for you, my witness. The capture of her race will flow out from this realm. Each self-satisfied smirk will forge a new link in their chains. Had I known then what my current quandary would be, I could have heeded my own insights on ego. Regardless, even in this predicament, I am unbowed. So, Rolk is like big on recognizing that Savathun has a, a big old ego, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but like, I think it's really interesting that like he says that like her own ego is her prison. But he also sees that like he finally sees in himself that he also has ego. So it's like kind of he's like, oh, yeah, I have ego, too. But it's like way too late, guys. <laughs> right. Like we're we're like three lore books deep or if we want to like call these books <laughs> we're way too late. Right. After the whole Aslan thing. Oh, guy. And I like the fact that they like, actually referenced that. I do, too, because like we just read it. Um, that was a big fuck up. Like, yeah. That was real bad. Like you made yourself into a god pretty much and you did it bad. You did a real bad job. You didn't listen. And bad things happened. I mean, I guess they were supposed to wipe themselves out. I mean, I don't really understand like what the witness wants out of it. Does he want devotion or does he want them to kill themselves? I think it was more like he wanted a disciple from them. Okay. He was because like they were peaceful at, at first. Right. And he wanted to turn them violent and then make a disciple. Or at least if I were the witness, that would be my plan. You know, build up as much of a force as you can so that you can just go on a tear through the entire universe, especially with as many pyramid ships as we've seen. Right. That makes sense. I mean, I guess he would want that. And then so this is like a it is a literal pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah, because each pyramid, he would give a pyramid ship. He'd be like, hey, so if you sign up to be my disciple, you get your own pyramid ship and then you can go make your own disciple and they get their own pyramid ship to go make their own disciple. And then they get their own pyramid ship. And then suddenly there's a bunch of disciples and a bunch of pyramid ships and they are all the pure and they're all disciples to the witness. But I'm assuming like the witness then has all those disciples, but who's to say there aren't a bunch of other witnesses? Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Pyramid scheme. No, that is that is true. Pyramid scheme to the witness. <laughs> Still on that train of thought that the witness is not the top of the pyramid scheme. I, you know what? I, I keep coming back to it because I just keep wondering. Oh, and I agree. But like, as far as this saga goes, he, in my mind, he is, they are the big bad. Yeah. 
I do see the end that regardless, even in this predicament, I am unbowed. But he's unbowed to what? Like, is it his ego that he's unbowed to? Or is it the witness that he's unbowed to? I don't know if that's talking about how, like, he does not bow. Or if Savathun is not bowing to him. Or if it's more metaphorical than that. I think it's just more metaphorical. Like, he's unbowed to... Maybe he's unbowed to just the frustration of dealing with. I think it's just dealing with Savathun, maybe. Because, like, if you look at the sentence before that, you know, if I'd known. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I could have heeded my own insights on ego. Yeah. Regardless, even in this predicament, I am unbowed. So, like, had he known what his current quandary would be, which I assume is dealing with Savathun and yeah. how shitty she is, I could have heeded my own insights on ego. So, if I wasn't super into myself and thinking I was just so good at everything, right? Yeah, it's interesting. So, I, I could see him meaning that. Yeah, I don't see him being pious at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, could you imagine him being pious? <laughs> the God. only thing I could imagine him being pious to is the witness. And even then, like, it would be a weird, like, a daddy dom. Yep. Piety. <laughs> yep. Ew. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that's not mm. that. Mm, I'm going to read this next one. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. These are the resonant fury gloves. The flavor text reads, I see the game. I raise the stakes. It takes no foresight, nor does it require any sort of precognition to hypothesize how exactly this particular queen of the hive reacted to the development of new establishments in her throne world, my witness. Acquiescence. It was decidedly not. It would be dishonest of me to claim no delight from her indignation. Though I assure you, these simple pleasures are born out of nothing more than a desire to see her succeed while remaining in our care. Too much recoil on our part from confrontation with Savathun would surely beget a feeling of true autonomy for her. And while my undying trust for you, my witness, is eternally absolute, I remain circumspect in regard to any hidden intentions Savathun may see to fruition where she allowed to. She remains, after all, and as you know, conniving and opportunistic. I am, however, hopeful that in due time, these concerns will fade. Hopeful, my witness, but not convinced. Begrudging as she may be, and with the continued cooperation of Zeta, construction of the larvae breeding chambers have commenced. The armies of Oryx and Zivuarath will grow exponentially in short order. Should the envision future conquests, they will indeed have the tools to make it so, as is your wish. My witness. Should Savathun desire to play cards in contrast to our own, I will, without hesitation, 
bring to mind that she made her choice long ago and that only if she wishes for eternal release should she dare to betray it. The part that really sticks out to me is too much recoil on our part from confrontation with Savathun would surely beget a feeling of true autonomy from her or for her. So like if she feels too much confrontation from Rolk and the witness, she's not going to feel like she, she has the autonomy. Like that, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand. Cause like at this point, Rolk is talking about himself as a jailer. You know, he's watching Savathun's every move, but like, it sounds like she at least has the illusion of autonomy. She does it, she doesn't, because I think he knows that he's stuck in there with her. I don't know, maybe she does have autonomy right now. I have no idea, because like, there's no idea of when this was. At this point, like, it's while Oryx was still alive, so before... Before Taken King. Yeah, before Taken King. Most likely, but like... that could be any time. Right. It could be literally any time. Right. That could be any time from like D1, you know, year one of D1 back like billions of years. Yeah, we don't know when Fundament happened. So like... Like we literally have no idea. Also, does time change differently like in her throne world? That's a good question. Like I thought, like I know that Mara's part of like their throne world is different like the time in Mara's throne world. Because Mara's throne world is like a different offshoot of like other throne worlds. Right? Yes. And and that would be the, the Shattered Throne and yeah. the Ascendant Realm mm-hmm. challenges. I I don't think we have any concrete or even circumstantial evidence of like time passing in relation to like inside the throne world and outside of it for Mara. The only thing I know is that time passes differently in the distributary, but right. that's because that's the distributary and that's different. Right. So I don't know. And like, that's a, that's a full on pocket universe. Yeah, that's different. Um, that's that's like a wish dragon pocket universe. That's like a whole different. I think the only actual at like evidence that we have of time passing in a throne world is on the dreadnought. And that was real time. Huh. Okay. Cause like, if you go back and think about all the, the ascendant hive that actually had throne worlds mm-hmm. and actually there's one character who wasn't an ascendant hive that had a throne world. So like there was Crota, that could have been all of maybe like a minute for the raid or or it could have been, you know, days or it could have been real time. So 40 minutes. <laughs> there was the dreadnought. And then the next time we saw Throne World was the Mindbender, the, the Scorn Baron. And that played out in real time. Right. And then Mara's throne world and Savathun's. I think Savathun's throne world, and I, I don't know if it's changed because of the light or what, 
that is a whole other factor that we don't have. Right. While we're going through the Witch Queen campaign, we're talking to Ikora in real time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, that could have been something that changed because of the light. True. So I don't know. We don't have proof one way or the other. It's just we have the current state. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. The only thing that I really got out of this for me, the armies that Zeta is making for, you know, forcible cooperation is only for Oryx and Zivu and not for Savathun. And it's for future conquests, you know, should they wish it. In quotation marks. And and to to back up Rolk on this Which one. Which we knew. Yeah. So like to back up Rolk on this one, Oryx was the navigator, so like he's navigating yeah. death. Mm-hmm. Best way to, to navigate the universe is with an army, apparently. And Zivu is the god of war. So like that one makes complete sense. Yeah. Savathun is cunning, you know, trickery. So, like, would she need an army? I mean, in in my mind, it, it would be more like she would just make the situation so that we defeat ourselves. Like with well, the uh, the Dreaming City. Yeah, you could have an army and still use trickery. You, you aren't thinking of the army. You're thinking too forward and too... You know, like two armies coming together. Like, you need to think more in like obfuscation and like hidden. So you would just have an army of like people all working for you, but they're not going to be obvious. Like, who's to say that the army has to be like hive? Like, it's just like little wormies. Do the wormies have to go in hive? Well, and and that's what they were experimenting on in uh. The strike, birth of yeah, the, birth of the vial, yeah, birthplace of the vial, birthplace of the vial, yeah, like that's what they were experimenting on, and mm-hmm. in a vow of the disciple, yeah, transplanting the worm into other beings. Mm-hmm. You think they could go into humans? I think they could. Yeah, we just haven't seen it yet. We saw it in uh, the documentary uh, Stargate. <laughs> and the follow-up documentary stargate sg1 that went on for 10 seasons see now now my thing is like if humans got worms uh-huh <laughs> you make it sound like we're dogs <laughs> if humans Just take heartline <laughs> if it's got worms so if the stop eating dog poop elements <laughs> But it's so tasty. Uh, so, <laughs> so if that happened, the worms would would want us to live by our nature. Uh-huh. I don't think that would go very well because it would just be a bunch of people being horny. What? Not everyone is horny. There's a bunch of asexual people. That's fair. Not everyone is you. That's that's <laughs> fair, but like... 
Now everyone's like a weird incel that just wants to jack off watching like Hatsune Miku porn. Like, I'm not saying that's you. I'm just saying there's people that do that. Like, it it it's for me. It, it's boiling down to that whole like you know live by your nature thing. Uh, there's a lot of people that just want to like read a book and stay home. Like that's their nature. Like my nature is actually I want to be like really quiet and kind of left alone. It doesn't seem like it like on a podcast because like I make myself be bubbly and out there. But like I'm actually pretty quiet when I'm at work and I don't say anything and or really talk to people. Same. <laughs> I just kind of like left alone. <laughs> I'm just like stay away from me. Same. Go away. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? And then you have anxiety whenever you have to actually reach out to somebody for something. Yeah. I'm like, get out of my lab. <laughs> Bye. Same. <laughs> yeah. So like people's natures are all different. Like they're not just horny. So, I mean, it could just be, I think people would are more true to themselves than we give them credit for. Yeah. So we're not all horny. We're all horny at like three in the morning if we can't sleep. Like, that's different. <laughs> then we're all looking at, like, oh my God! or something on Reddit. Or it's just God. me. Let's read the next one. Anyway. Uh-huh. This next one is the Resonant Fury Robes. And the flavor text reads, I reach for solace. It is stolen from me. Conquest. Warming as the long-ago memory of blue sun on my face. All the while reminding me of the exhilaration of existing outside the throne world. If only for a short while. I live in this glory. A rare opportunity to step away from exile within that ascendant chrysalis. As I gather more cunning for my sparring with the witch. Surely you placed me as her minder, my witness, as a hardship to hone my intrigue. But in this moment, astride a pyramid once more with an upstart empire splayed before me, my purpose is truer than any found carved in the wretched stones of the globe that formed me. Kalaranda flashes beneath my gaze. Yellow haze streaks ruby clouds. The vaulted ring surrounding Kalaranda shatters in a shimmer like wind-blown sand. A prescription against the folly of confidence writ across a million, million ceramic shards. I live in this glory because the full purity of their extinction was stolen from me. Because without predication of my own, a cult had sprouted in apocalyptic jubilation of the darkness and blessed oblivion. They grew for years in the shadows, drawing the disillusion from the poorest to the wealthiest. These 
polyps of the long shadow sensed, as if by providence, a coming end, and believed the breaking of the vaulted ring to be the final sign. They would ascend and bring their kind with them. Moments before their world was mine, their enzymatic armaments scrubbed all life from this wet rock. A guileful theft, triggered by my own glorious coming. And there was nothing calling to the witch's involvement, save the twist in her face that betrayed the strained delight. actually really like this one and it's for like several reasons i actually wrote like a lot of notes on this one i wrote notes guys you don't seem to understand i wrote notes and i came in with the newbie perspective so oh let's my hear God, it yeah okay so i was really confused on like when this took place until like Elvis and I had a long discussion on like how does time work? How does the throat world work? <laughs> that was like the first part of my notes. I was like, I don't know when this was. Um, but so Rolk still thinks the witness has like a greater plan for him. Like <laughs> God has a greater plan for people, but he has like no idea. Um, because he's like, surely you have all this blah blah blah. And I'm like, does he though? Surely. Does he have a plan? Surely you. Surely like, Senpai eh. ha no, has something better planned for me. Yeah. Surely. I'm like, does he? Does he though? Does he? Surely, surely Senpai loves me. Surely. Like, why don't you back that Shirley up a little bit? Like. Right to the temple. Uh, yeah. Um, Caloronda is like the most beautiful description. Like I have this like vision stuck in my head of this planet and it's gorgeous. I love this. Yellow haze streaks, cl ruby clouds. I love that. Vaulted ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shatters into a shimmer like wind blown sand. I love that. Right. I love it so much. And also... A prescription against the folly of confidence writ across a million million ceramic shards. Who the fuck wrote this? It's beautiful and infuriating. Like, right. I want to shake the hand of the person who wrote it and also kind of slap them. Like, it's so good. It's so good. Like, God damn it. Whoever wrote this is amazing. God damn it. This, mm, you've won destiny right now. Whoever wrote it. Um, he essentially like they destroy themselves before he can lead them to it. And the pleasure is like totally stolen from him. I feel like he gets pleasure from committing genocide. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> is that how I'm reading this? Well, it's it's more like he's getting pleasure from fulfilling the witness's plan. 
Okay, it's not just the genocide. Okay, the final shape is genocide. It is. All right. Mass genocide. Neat. I hate that. <laughs> but like, that's that's the witness's plan is genocide, or at least that's how it's been portrayed by Rolk. Hmm. I I don't think we've actually heard from. But that's surely. <laughs> Surely he means genocide. God damn it. He does mean genocide. And don't call me sure. So, so he has, they essentially like have a cult of the darkness break the ring and it's the end is like what this is. Yeah. And that's like kind of the steps that leads them to have this happen so he arrives with the pyramid ship and smashes through this ring and then they kill themselves before he can do it himself i guess because they've been already conditioned to do this they were preconditioned to kill themselves which is awful it is and it makes me wonder um like because of um the final sentence and this is like kind of my favorite part of it besides the beautiful beautiful description of the planet there is nothing calling to the witch's involvement save the twist in her face that betrayed restrained delight so she smiles to herself that this happened that they destroyed themselves before he could have anything to do with it or get a disciple, you know, com- like finish his pyramid scheme. Yeah. You know, so I'm wondering if she sent her own agent down there to be like, oh, well, when your ring is destroyed, you need to kill yourself because the end is coming. The end is nigh. Like ring those bells. Just shit's coming. She did the exact same thing that the witness and Rolk did to the hive, except Instead of indentured servitude, they did genocide. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the enzymatic destruction of their planet, which I think is new kind of bomb, enzymatic armaments. Could you imagine destroying yourself with enzymes? Right. Scrubbing all life from this wet rock. That's literally what enzymes do. They will scrub, like, they will scrub things clean. They cleaned up after themselves. (laughs) Don't mind the mess. We're just genociding. That's all. We're cleaning up after our genocide. Oh, my God. I feel so gross saying that. Right? (gasps) Ew. Like, it did not Uh, feel good. No. Rose. But yeah, so I'm wondering if like if Savathun went and told them to do it. So what do you think? Yes, maybe it wouldn't surprise me because, again, that would be her being cunning against an entire like civilization and against Rolk. That's feeding the worm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it wouldn't surprise me. I still hate it. Yeah, I still kind of hate it too, but I thought it would be pretty useful. 
Like, she has to kind of fight back somehow and, like, kind of, like, be a pain in the ass to them. Yeah. That's a way to do it. It is. Still hate it, but it is. Yeah. I still hate it, too. Do you want to continue on? I would love to. Okay. This next one are the Resonant Fury Boots. And the flavor text reads, I sought relief. I found delight. She builds a palace here in her hiding place, and I perceive through her self-assurance. For all her grandiose treaties on secrets, the hive princess all but screams, look upon me. And so I look upon her today, my witness, absent a brother, loss, True and consequential loss is new to her palate, but she hides her distaste for the bitter well. I address her. Sabathun, your brother is no more. He is absent from the final shape of things, as he always must be. But I sense a foreign hand at work. Would you accuse rather than state, Rolk? She clothes herself in playful tones. I have played a role in more of my brother's deaths than not. So very true. Congratulations, then. I suppose after so many eons of killing one another to build your strength, his final end must feel like quite the accomplishment. No more must your wits dabble against his play mortality. Now, only matters of consequence will occupy your precious time. And thankfully, I find myself well-provisioned now for any conflict. Ugh, I had nearly forgotten. You are the heir apparent to Oryx's dominion, yes? I know you Hive are loath to accept gifts rather than seize them. Armies, fleets, and of course, the Taken. If I had seen this coming, perhaps I could have even prepared to secure the secret of taking itself. I bark in amusement. She makes no attempt to hide her distaste for the laughter of my kind, and it is indulgence itself to let it flow freely. Clever. Always one step ahead. The Taken will serve you well against the Guardians until they slay you just the same. My sweet, vile brother would look at a scalpel and see a hammer. I am not him. Yes, you do seem to find much more creative uses for your playthings. A pity that will become ever so challenging for you moving forward. Challenging! I do not see confusion cross her face often. I savor the scent. Until now, the shadow from which you sculpt has been your brother's. Without the Taken King to cast your swaddling shade, you stand naked in the sun for all to see, yes? No shadows, no hiding, no tricks. Just the guardians and their god-slaying weapons. I have little to fear from the sun, she insists, but there is no twist in her face, no secret delight. So this is happening right after Oryx dies. Yes, definitely. So now we know when this is happening. Yeah. 
We now finally know. This is the we have a time frame. This is the first time that we've actually been able to figure it out. Yes. Like my my eyes initially went to the line, you know, so very true. Congratulations. Then I suppose after so many eons of killing one another to build your strength, his final end must feel like quite the accomplishment. No more must your wits dabble against his play mortality. So like Rolk is calling out the fact that Oryx was charting death. Right. And he was also calling out the fact that Savathun helped him. Well, she she helped him do that, but she also helped push his eventual final death. Like she was playing the long game with that one. Right. Because it all boils down to the fact that she tricked Crota into opening a portal to the Vex on the Dreadnought, according to Oryx's Books of Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Oryx banished Crota. Crota found his way to the moon, killed a bunch of guardians, lay dormant, killed a bunch of guardians again. We went to go kill Crota, and now that's an entire sect of Oryx's tribute line. That just got severed. So by killing Crota, we made Oryx weak. Right. So then Oryx comes to avenge his son. We kill Oryx. It's long road saying Savathun was was the cause of it. And I hate saying it, but yeah. Yeah. So that's that is what. Rolk is calling out here mm-hmm. was the fact that Savathun laid the groundwork and then just waited eons for it. I'm just wondering if this is the closest we'll get to Rolk teasing her or because it's I know it's mocking like what he's doing. Yep. Or bragging almost, but it feels almost like They've been together so long at this point that it almost feels like teasing. It's like, ha ha, your brother's dead. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) Jesus. And that's specifically like if there isn't contempt between the two. Yeah. Which obviously there is because she's been trying to sabotage him at every turn. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to read the last one? Absolutely. Okay. And this is the Resonant Fury Bond. The flavor text reads, I reach for nothing. I am subdued. I shall remain useless. Tell me, O witness mine, Does the light that fills this once dreadfully tiresome space blind you from its newfound glory? You expected the same old correspondence from your dragooned errand boy, no doubt. Surely, just as you expected your machinations within my throne world to continue unfettered until your definition of eternity came to pass, well, Don't I have some unfortunate news for you then? But this comes as no surprise. Of that, I'm sure. 
you're always watching. Let me share my perspective then, which you must be waiting for with bated breath. My acquisition of the light itself is delightful proof of an existence higher even than yours. A sort of karmic wit, if you will. Though I remember not all the eons long hardships I endured at your whim, the nefarious sentiment lingers within my mind, overcome only by the pleasure of your assured discontent. It was this said pleasure that gave me the strength to disperse the light throughout this prison you called my home. Since it is now to remain my domain, it has been decorated to reflect as such. No longer does this plane live only with the lackluster ambience of darkness. It is brighter now. My truth can finally thrive. No longer do the walls that birthed our parasitic chains house your machinations. The tools and parasites within shattered. And no longer does your subjugator subjugate. He lies ensnared within his obtrusive eyesore. For upon Rolk's attempt to subdue me with that toy he's annoyingly always on about, his upended, I was able to counteract it, showing firsthand the power bequeathed to me in my new state. Now, the once great pyramid lies fractured, a sight you will become familiar with. So try and send your scorn, or your disciples, or even bring your many selves to reclaim your loss if you must. But this is my domain now, and you shall never set foot inside it, even if I must draw my final breath to keep it that way. Yay! You made it! There we go. <laughs> I'm proud of you. My eyes are starting to burn and like it's... <laughs> I'm proud of you. It's getting late. I'm proud of you. Yeah. So it started with the very Savathun, a witness mine. Right. Like you, you... Very Savathun. You knew immediately yeah. it was Savathun and not Rolk with tell me a witness mine. And I'm like, oh, that's Savathun. That right. is not Rolk. Yeah. Right. Because I was like, oh, is Rolk just pretending to be Savathun? Is this like Savathun cosplay? No, this is just Savathun. And this was definitely written like this is current day witch queen. Savathun has the light. Savathun has her memories. This is Savath This is Savathun snatched up like... So this is Savathun between the second to last mission and the last mission. Yep. Not dead. Right. Not, not dead Savathun. Not dead, but with full memories. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. 
At least that's what it seems to me. Though I remember not all the eons long hardships I endured at your whim. So maybe she doesn't have all of her memories and just has some of them. I mean, it, it depends on whether she had like even before her death. It depends on whether she had the ability to remember all of her life or not. I mean, I can barely remember what I had for breakfast some days, so. Exactly. And also like eons. Right. Exactly. That that was going to be my next point. What? It's it's she's lived for eons. So at this point, like. I don't think she would have full memory of all of it eons what (laughs) like could you imagine living in a swamp for eons could you imagine being quarantined for eons yes (laughs) it was called covid because like that's that's exactly (laughs) where my mind went it's like oh hey she's stuck at home she can't go anywhere she's stuck in quarantine she doesn't even have netflix it's terrible (laughs) she can't watch great british bake off (laughs) oh my god so what's she gonna go do like go fuck up (laughs) nezarak no 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 no. so so what she did is since she doesn't have netflix she has like three thrall and two acolytes and a wizard all doing like an a play right in front of her. Oh my god, that's worse. I was gonna say maybe she's gonna make them do like a bake off, and then she's gonna judge it. Oh god, she's gonna make Rolk one of the judges. He's gonna be like, no one likes a soggy bottom. Well, although at this point, like Rolk is stuck inside his his pyramid. That's true. Like her throne world was turning, like it was converting. From darkness to light. Mm -hmm. And it was hurting him. I love that she says, subdue me with that toy. He's annoyingly always on about his upended. I love that. That's so her. The toy he's always annoyingly on about. I love it so much. Like the tone has changed so much. Like all of the other ones are so like. I need to lick the witness's asshole. And this one is just like, Rolk is so annoying. Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck Rolk. All my all my homies hate Rolk. Savathun is like, your boy Rolk is an idiot. And I'm coming after you after I finish him. <laughs> like, oh my God. She isn't coming for the witness. The witness is in trouble. (laughs) This is just straight up like, witness, I'm mad at you. This is a threat. This isn't even thinly veiled. This this is just overt. This is just a straight up threat. She's like, I'm going to I'm going to stab you in the kidneys next time I see you with a shard (laughs) of glass. (laughs) this is like a, a threat threat like yeah a dangerous threat like try to send your scorn or your disciples or bring your many selves to reclaim your loss it's interesting you like your many selves yeah is each head in the pyramid scheme 
its own self. Or if the witness has multiple bodies. Or is it plural? So, so like, like it's a they? Like, how does that so, work? So, like, the way I was thinking of this, mm-hmm. because we had Rolk, who was a large, essentially brand new character specifically made for the raid. And I, I'm viewing the us fighting the witness as kind of like the capstone to the light and dark saga. Okay. So like I'm looking at this going, okay, so either and and you had mentioned before we were recording that you see us beating the witness in the campaign, but I see it being something that carries over into the raid. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had last wish that carried over from the campaign into a raid we had deepstone crypt we had vow the disciple that you know it was hinted at before then before the end of the campaign and then it we actually got the real bit in the raid so like i'm looking at this going okay so we might beat callus at the end of a one of the campaigns and then the raid is going to be us defeating the witness well what if you know it is many selves what if it's like three or four bosses all different versions of the witness mm-hmm. or it could be as simple as what you were saying like you know he's got many heads coming out of his or it's got many heads coming out of its one head many selves i mean we don't know i I have no idea. Like, um, I could be way overthinking this. That, you know what? That's what lore is for, to way overthink it. <laughs> and then be disappointed when it's not. <laughs> I feel like lore is the PvP of literature. At least for Destiny, it is. <laughs> that is going on quote wall. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But this is just like a really nice kind of like ending of all of this. It really kind of brought back like I wrote I had a whole other page of notes after this of like this brings back the idea of what is the darkness in the witness versus what's the traveler slash like the great machine. What are they like? What actually are they? Because like the darkness or the witness like they subjugate everyone for funsies and or they take weak races or planets that the traveler like may in the future lift up and they like preemptively like wreck their shit or through self-destruction via like civil war or riots or like a race war or inequality or something like that right and it usually ends in some sort of apocalyptic armamenture of some sort like atomic or that enzymatic one that was in this one right like, right. like we saw that with the Oslid and the uh, Coloronda. And the, yeah. And so we've seen that twice now and with Rolk's people as well. Yeah. So three planets now we've seen. And and, and we've also seen it with. Um, and for your first point, like civilizations that the, the traveler would come to. We saw that with, with yeah. the Krill. Yeah, exactly. So we've seen it with four people, technically. Yeah. Because the darkness came there, too. So, like, yeah, you made some good points there. 
But I mean, like the traveler then kind of does the opposite. They like the traveler lifts races up. It speeds up their development, increases the lifespans, uh, terraforms worlds. Right. It's it's all about gifting. Yeah. So it could. I mean, if there are multiple shards there could be and if i say shards i mean like pyramid ships there could be multiple travelers then but they could have just been destroyed so there could just be one left and that's that's kind of the theory that i've been working off of which would explain why the pyramids weren't actively looking for the traveler it also to me led me to believe that we saw in that one cutscene at the very end of Witch Queen, that animated one that looked very like anime-y with the witness when you saw like all the pyramid ships. Yeah. There was like multiple little travelers. And see, I'm going to have to look at that cutscene again because I didn't see that. They're like way in the back. I didn't know if those were planets or those were travelers. I figured that they were planets. If but they I they looked like travelers because they were all white. Okay, like I'll I'll have to check it out again. But no, like so I didn't know if it was like a big board, like a big game board of like like the flower, you know, game? like the flower game, or if it was like a placement board of like these are my pyramid ships going after these are the travelers that are dead and or these are the ones I know are still around question mark I don't know because I mean like who knows we don't know not yet at least we won't know until like three weeks from now or something uh, it, I feel like if we're gonna find out it's gonna be at the end of the next year or yeah sometime in that final year Right. So anyway, did you like it? I did just because of Rolk's constant bagging on Savathun. <laughs> constant bagging on Savathun. Of course he would. I mean, I hate the character. You love anyone who bags on Savathun. Like, I'm not a fan of Rolk after last week. Or, uh, yeah, after last last episode. But, like, he's... Uh, the constant ragging on Savathun was just... It, it bumped him up a little more for me. Oh, okay. Um, what about you? Um, it's, this was not my favorite, I would have to say. Um, I really like a lot of pieces of it like i love that description of that one planet caloronda i think that was one of the most beautiful paragraphs i've ever read in a long time and i will i wish i could draw because i would draw it but i can't draw so i will just enjoy thinking about it and wishing i could draw it's like little pieces like that that I really enjoy out of the writing. And like, I enjoy learning more about like the world of destiny. And that's why I like the lore so much. But uh, this was not my favorite. I agree with that. Of the three, 
this was my least favorite. Yeah, I would have to say of the three, this was my least favorite. I did like Savathun, like, cock-punching him in the end. I thought that was pretty great. Rolk is not a daddy. Rolk is a weak baby bitch and uh, sucks. Rolk sucks. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good in his outfit, and that's, like, where it ends. Like, Rolk really sucks. He's creepy and weird, and I don't like him. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's too bad because he looks really cool. Like, as a character, like, his character design is awesome. As a character, though, he sucks. Like, he sucks so bad, he gives me the creeps. I hate it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, do you have shout outs? Oh, God. Now I'm the one who's blanking on this one. Um, Oh, God. Usually it's me. Right? Mm -hmm. You know what? Uh, Shout out to Rindle. Like, if this episode actually gets out as as we plan, it's going to be because of him. That's a good shout out. I'll echo it. Shout out to Rindle. Preemptive shout out to Rindle. (laughs) If he manages to get our stuff out on time, go Rindle. Go Rindle. Uh, Oh my God. Also, okay, double shout out to Rindle. I bought a new car and Rindle used to work at a dealer like a long time ago. And he like walked me through the whole process and like coached me on it and like texted me while I was at the dealer, like buying a car and like held my hand through the whole thing because I was freaking the fuck out. And like, I don't do well in situations like that. And I was by myself the whole time and it was like totally awful and I hated it. And Rindle was like a total champion through the whole thing. So like shout out to Rindle for like really helping me. (laughs) Cause now I'm like, a lot more poor than I was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a really nice car, but like, thank you, Rindle. I couldn't have done it without you. You you had us in the first half, not gonna lie. (laughs) Thank you, Rindle, for helping me buy a car. It was really nice of you. Oh, man. Yay. Yeah. I do have to say there is like the guy that was helping me with like the finance stuff and like signing the actual papers in the end was Brazilian and was really into F1 and I'm really into F1. So we were talking about um, Senna and um, he was at Senna's funeral like in Brazil and oh damn yeah i know right and was telling me all about it and like the atmosphere and all the people and like they had this like big somber parade for senna and like there were like millions of people there and they were like lining the streets and everyone was like like fucking crying (laughs) and he's like my brother cried for a week (laughs) like oh my god (laughs) like it was super emotional and yeah i know He's like, you don't understand, like, Senna was like a national hero and you don't have those very often, especially for a country like Brazil. And like the passion with which he spoke of him, like you kind of get that watching the movie, but like hearing somebody who lived there and who lived through it, like talk about it is totally different. Like it like touches you on kind of that different level. So 
it took buying a car was like way more emotional and took way longer than I thought it would because like it took <laughs> this weird left turn through like F1 history. So <laughs> it was like really interesting and really weird. And like, yeah, now I have this weird Brazilian dad in town. His daughter has the same like first name that I do. And so he has made himself my dad because she's like essentially the same age I am too. So he's like, <laughs> has decided that I'm his daughter in town now. And I'm like, that's very funny. He's like, you're the only American I've ever spoken about F1 with. And I'm like, that's weird. You work in a car dealer. You'd think more people would like it. He's like, no one likes F1 here. I'm like, well, this car dealer sucks then. <laughs> like, more people should watch F1. Anyway, I'm going to do a special thing. <laughs> We watch F1 in our Discord server, by the way. If you're interested in watching F1, you can join us for every single race live. We watch all of them live, even at four in the morning. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zephus, the one who got me into F1. You can find him on Twitter at Rindle Zephus. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Bungie, because it's not Volshockby, even though you should follow him on Twitter at Volshockby. Um, the music in this episode is also copyrighted Bungie. We're able to use it under the fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Uh, here's some reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at hey, it's orchid, or you can find Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find reviews. You can join our Discord, discord.gg slash lorehub. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, so we really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, Helmus is very late. Say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> you sound so tired. It's 1.30 <laughs> in the morning. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. No, not your fault. <laughs> it's it's as much my fault as it is yours. <sighs> okay. Uh, bump, bump, bump. Otters. Are wet. <laughs> Don't sound so tired. <laughs> Good night. Take care. Bye.